You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Already in progress, it's Hour 2. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent some time first hour talking about Mike Tomlin. We also talked about what's going on with Deshaun Watson. This in from Ian Rappaport moments ago. The Panthers owner, David Tepper, and the Panthers not expected to pursue Deshaun Watson at this time. The quarterback has only waived his no-trade clause for the Dolphins. I think it's Miami. Miami or nothing happens. And I don't think anything happens because the trade deadline is next Tuesday at 4 o'clock. If you... The legal hurdle is, is, you know, monstrous. It's not a hurdle. It's a mountain here. As far as the framework for making a trade, yeah, that's not difficult to come up with. We're going to give you three first-round picks, and then maybe you have some secondary picks based off when he plays, how much he plays, and you can do that. Question is, what happens with Tua Tonga-Vailoa? Can you get a third team involved in this? But the legal hurdle, that's really the important part of all of this. And that's why I don't think in six days that you're able to get an answer from the commissioner. Are you going to suspend him? When would you suspend him? Commissioner's exempt list. Also, I would ask Deshaun Watson and his agent, or just his agent, is he willing to settle with you know, these women? Because if he's not, this understand what's happening or happened with COVID and the legal system. These court cases are back. They don't go... Oh, let's get to the Deshaun Watson case because it's Deshaun Watson or it's the NFL. Man, you, you take a number. You're in line. And this case might not be heard until later in the summer. Maybe next year. Depositions. And then more depositions. And then the accusers. This isn't one of those, hey, in February, they're going to know exactly where the league stands or the Texans stand or the Dolphins stand with Deshaun Watson. That's why I don't think this is going to uh, happen. And he's already said to Sean Watson, or at least the report is, that he doesn't want to settle because then it will show guilt. But I don't know if they're going to be able to come up with some kind of smooth resolution here by next Tuesday. We say good morning to Peacock. That's our streaming partner. If you'd like to see what we look like instead of what we sound like, you can do that. Download the app. It's free. Watch all three hours on Peacock. Our radio affiliates around the country, including iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. We'll talk to the Jeopardy champion, Matt Amodio. He's third on the list, the Mount Rushmore of Jeopardy champs. He'll join us coming up a little bit. Big Poppy from Fox Sports will recap Braves beating the Astros 6-2 last night. My guy Charlie Morton is done, broke his leg, still pitched after the broken leg, striking out Jose Altuve. Game two, Braves-Astros. Coming up tonight, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email ask, uh, address, uh, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. McLovin, poll question, and uh, are we going to stay with what we had in the first hour? I think we might need to switch it. Do you think Deshaun Watson will be traded by next Tuesday? 64% say no. Yeah, I don't think so. What else do you have? I do want to put up that question about would you rather coach college or pro? Because we had a lot of tweets saying college has a lot of advantages, uh, longevity being one of them. You know, you get a lot of money. But I have a question off our upcoming guest, not Matt Amodio, but Big Poppy. Okay. Whose Boston sports career would you want? We've done versions of this before. Big Poppy, Larry Bird, I'll keep it modern, Tom Brady. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone else. Obviously, no Ted Williams, Bobby Orr, Bill Russell. 
But of those big three, who is the best Boston-only sports career? Big Poppy, Larry Bird, and Tom Brady. Yeah, Paul. You could obviously make the case that Brady's career was more successful and Bird's career was more successful. But everyone tells me it's a Red Sox town first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So you may take Poppy or, you know, man, I, I think the locals would take Poppy. I think as far as embracing somebody, Ted Williams, you didn't embrace. Bird probably didn't let you embrace him. Uh, Tom Brady, Big Poppy is embraceable. Like, it just feels like he he's Boston. He's beloved. Not that he's better, has a better resume. Like Bill Russell. You know, Bill Russell did everything. He won. Uh, Bird was great, but, you know, a, a window of about seven or eight years. Teddy Ballgame, one of the greatest players of all time. Bobby Orr was spectacular. Ushered in a, a, a new hockey era. The two-way player. Um, you got Big Poppy in there? Yes, he but breaking that curse has got to be invaluable yeah. in that town. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Boston didn't appreciate Bill Russell. It's such a shame. It's a tragedy what happened with Bill. But, man, that didn't stop him from winning. Teddy Ballgame, I don't think he loved the fans and then vice versa. Bobby Orr was wonderful. Uh, Larry Legend. Big Poppy might be the most beloved when you think about it. Yeah, McLovin. Is that the same way that sort of Magic Johnson is like Mr. L.A., like, you know, stays in the community, mm -hmm. even though there are other great athletes, feels like he's the L.A. answer to Big Poppy, or is that a stretch? Well, I think Kareem, Kareem wasn't embraceable, you know, just his personality. That's just not who he is. Magic was, you know, he had that great smile. You know, he, he just exuded confidence, charisma. And, you know, that's what you want. As a fan, you kind of want to look at that person and think you know who they are. And some of these players give you that vibe and some don't. By the way, uh, the Halloween night when Michael Myers returned isn't over yet. The next terrifying chapter in the record-setting Halloween franchise is back with Halloween Kills. It's great. Now streaming only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Uh, when the NFL set up the COVID rules this year to avoid disruption the best they could, well, they got through the season last year, but there were some bumps there. Remember the Wednesday afternoon Ravens-Steelers game? How about the Broncos starting a wide receiver at quarterback? But this season's been pretty smooth until now. One of the issues the league faced last year was the fear that the virus would wipe out an entire position group, like the quarterbacks when they all get together. Things have been pretty good this year, but there are some issues with the Packers and the Cardinals. In one of the biggest Thursday night matchups in recent history, Green Bay has receivers, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, on the reserve COVID list. Marquez Valdez-Scantling still dealing with a hamstring injury. The defenses are playing well for both teams, but there's a chance that this might still be a shootout. Rodgers could certainly use some of his top receivers I don't know if anything changes by tomorrow night, but there's a chance that this will be the first important game of the season whose outcome is affected by an issue that every sports league is de dealing with here. What else do you have, McLovin? Okay, uh, if the Cardinals beat a depleted Packers team, mm -hmm. are we going to put an asterisk next to that win? Yes or no? I was thinking about that on the way up. I don't think people are going to embrace them. Okay, how many asterisks are by certain wins for teams. 
You could always make up one no, if no, you no, want. No, no, no. Right off the top of your head, let's be fair to the Cardinals. How many other teams are you doing this to? Probably none. I mean... Yeah, but okay, so we're picking and choosing. That the Patriots have beaten the Jets and the Jets and the Texans. Did we put any asterisk by those? Well, like when the Broncos started out 3-0, and we knew that was a yes, false. and Carolina as well. Yeah. Yeah. But... uh but I feel like, the, don't you feel like that's going to happen with the Cardinals? There's going to be like, these people are not ready to embrace them because of history yet. Okay, but we're going to do it because of COVID. Do we do it because of injuries? So I, I just think we pick and choose when we want to do this. Arizona can only play who's there. Green Bay can only play who's on the roster. You know, this is the luck of the draw or the unluck of the draw. And if, you know, Arizona wins... Are we going to diminish it? Probably. If Green Bay wins, we're going to celebrate it. It's going to be a whole lot bigger than one win. And then we're going to go, I told you, Arizona, not any good. Aaron Rodgers did it again. Or it might be Arizona dominates. And we're like, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers didn't have his wide receivers there. Yeah, Paul. There was a stat going around yesterday that without Devontae Adams, the Packers are actually 6-0. and yeah. And they asked Rodgers about that. He goes, well, don't. Don't make anything of that. He goes, it wasn't easier without Devontae Adams. Calm down a little bit. Here's Aaron Rodgers on Devontae Adams. There's a little bit of a shock factor for sure when it's Devontae, but we dealt with it last year. You know, we're maybe slightly more healthy than some of the other teams as far as not having as many cases. But when I heard 17, I was uh, hoping that uh, it was going to be one of those false positives for sure. So you have Green Bay at Arizona tomorrow night. What's the point spread on this, McLovin? Check him. Okay, thank you. Tampa Bay will be at New Orleans, which I think is really interesting. And also, I, I know you look for bulletin board material. When Tom Brady said, basically, defenses are dumb. You know, they're like dogs chasing cars. Probably didn't go over well with the Saints. Like, you you don't think, you know, Tom's being cute, being funny. But this is where the Saints go, oh, okay. All right. Who's smart now, Tom? Yeah, but they didn't realize he that he was taking a shot at them. Yeah. So they just kind of let it go. They yeah. just, just, yeah. wow, Tom's really making fun of somebody there. That was the, <laughs> yeah. the defense. So the defense isn't smart enough to know that Tom <laughs> was making fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Man. Tom say words. <laughs> Man, did you hear Tom? He was making fun of every other defense but us. Tom who? Yeah, that's one of those where you go, oh, okay, Tom's calling us stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you're soft. Yeah. Dallas at Minnesota. This one to me is fascinating. Just because we're pumping up Dallas. Minnesota, I have no idea. Other than Dak Prescott and Kirk D. Cousins combined are completing 71% of their passes and 29 touchdowns. Thank stat you. Of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. And here's one of those games for the Tennessee Titans. You beat Buffalo, beat Kansas City. Now you go to Indianapolis. Isn't this where Indianapolis wins? Right? It just feels like that. Derrick Henry's last four games against the Colts, he's averaged 135, almost 136 rushing yards per game. But he hasn't been a monster as far as being consistent, he's had one or two big plays in these games. Pittsburgh will be at Cleveland, and this is Case Keenum for the foreseeable future. 
This is a rivalry again, right? But now you have the Mike Tomlin, I'm going to put to bed, you know, me wanting to be a college coach, and, you know, we're going in there, and we're going to take names. Yeah, Paul. I just looked at the schedule going forward. The Pittsburgh Steelers have to play in Los Angeles in three weeks from now <laughs> on national TV, NBC. You know the local reporters are going to dig this one up again. Yeah. Uh, coach, uh, last month uh, you were engaged in... <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, Coach, did you get out early to take a tour of USC? Coach, how do you like out here in Los Angeles? Could you see yourself? um, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Could you see yourself? Um, Mission Viejo is lovely. It's a school system. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Hermosa Beach, uh, really pretty this time of the year. Stay at the 101 around 4 o'clock. Coach, best tacos in the city. What's your favorite? (laughs) Coach, In-N-Out Burger, you ready? Here is Mike Tomlin uh, putting to rest the USC rumors. Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? Anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? He could have stopped five times, and he got his point across. But he kept going. Kept going. And then you bring in Andy Reid and Sean Payton. If Carson Palmer said that on Monday and brought up Andy Reid is on the list, and so is Sean Payton. They would have been asked. They would have been asked about it. And is Sean Payton still going to be asked about it? Probably so. Andy Reid? I mean, while you're at it, throw in Bill Belichick. Throw in Pete Carroll. Hey, anybody ask Pete Carroll? He wants to go back to USC? Like, it just felt the further down the rabbit hole he got. It's like, okay, Mike. All right? Just, this is Monday. That was Tuesday. Now you put it to rest. And this was something that Carson Palmer mentioned on a wild. He called you a wild card candidate. That's all. So that happened Monday, Tuesday, media availability. And if Sean Payton was up for that job, we would ask that question. Yes. Yeah, Pete Carroll was asked about going back to USC in September. <laughs> in September. He said, no, I don't want that. I'm very happy. Did he get mad? I don't know. Did he say, why don't you ask Andy Reid? When, well, when you're reading it, uh, it says, Carol says, they haven't called. No, I don't want that. I'm very happy. It's possible that he said, no, I don't call. <laughs> and I don't want that. I'm very happy. Anybody else? Yes, boy. After hearing Tomlin, I want to run for a wall for that guy. He sounded like Newt Rockty. I'm USC. I double down. Yeah. No, it's a great job. He should take it as a compliment. It's a it's wild card. That's Carson Palmer said a wild card candidate. That's all. Yes, McLeod. And through the years, Sean Payton has the opposite tact. He's like, oh yeah, don't connect me to these rumors. Just give me more money to stay here. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got a lot of reports through the years. Other jobs, Cowboys, yeah. time and time again. Yes, and Michigan in 2014, his name came up. He was asked about it. I don't. I mean, could I see Sean Payton coaching USC? I don't. Sure. <laughs> you have to understand, though, I've been in this business so long. I, I, I've told this story without saying the name of the coach. At least I don't think I have. Getting old. But, you know, let me take a break. And, and, and this is why when, you know, I hear this, and I even said, you know, nobody's going to tell you, yeah, I'm interested in USC. 
or, uh, hey, I haven't heard anything. They're not going to say that. I mean, James Franklin, you know, he stumbled all over himself yesterday. He thinks he's playing Illinois in the big house. That sounds like somebody whose mind is elsewhere going into a game against Ohio State. Mike Tomlin was sharp in the moment and then, you know, put an end to it. But I've been told before, oh, no way I'm going. And they did go. We'll take a break. I'll have that story for you coming up. And he is uh, the great Jeopardy champ. Matt Amodio will join us. He is certainly on the Mount Rushmore of uh, champions there. We gave him a category, that uh, sports category. He said, pick a category. He said, baseball. We've got questions. Does he have answers? Or does he have answers in a question form? I think that's a better way to put this. And these are pretty tough questions. I like my chance against the Jeopardy champ. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Finished golfing uh, over the weekend and threw on a little bit of that level select CBD roll-on. It's great, but I used it before because it starts to work in about 30 seconds. If you're lifting weights or you're running, your body doesn't recover the way it used to. It's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. And if it's good enough for Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, and Steve Garvey, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. High concentration of CBD allows me to feel it work immediately. And it's made with 0% THC. I apply the uh, Level Select to those sore spots, and that proprietary blend of CBD goes to work, and it goes to work quickly. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. Use the promo code DP30. $30 off your entire order today. Level Select CBD, $30 off. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. And remember, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Former Jeopardy champ, Matt Amodio. He won 38 consecutive games, over $1.5 million. He is a uh, student, a PhD student in computer science at Yale. He'll join us here Coming up in a couple of minutes here. I teased a story about um, a coach who told a recruit. I know the father of the recruit. And uh, the coach said to him, and at a uh, pretty big time program. And he says to the recruit's dad, dad goes, are you going to be here for uh, all four years? And the coach said, I guarantee it. The next day, coach took a job in the NFL. The next day. I trust Mike Tomlin with what he's saying. It's rare when I trust what I hear from coaches because they're in a really tough situation. They're not going to tell you, hey, I'm really interested. Or, hey, I, I hope they reach out. Not, not going to happen. We didn't know USC was going to be open in September. And Mike Tomlin should understand Pete Carroll was asked about coming back to USC. And I know there's a lot of people attaching a lot of different angles to Mike Tomlin. It's not a demotion, a step down. It, to me, it's a compliment. Like, boy, pie in the sky, who could we get and be a coach for the next 10 years here, 15 years here? Bring us back to respectability. Mike Tomlin, he's already a Hall of Fame coach. His career is just like Bill Cowers. Do I think he's a Hall of Famer right now? I do. He doesn't have losing seasons. I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, getting a quarterback. But, man, you're with one of the best organizations. And he said that. And that's a patient organization. They don't get rid of you if you're a head coach. 
You get the benefit of the doubt. And Mike Tomlin is an elite pro coach. I don't know if he has any interest in college, if he ever had any interest in college. And maybe he doesn't. But USC just says, hey, we're, we're going to take a chance on anybody, anybody interested. You put down breadcrumbs. That's all this is. James Franklin, to me, is interested in USC. He might not want to go there, but he might be interested in getting a new contract at Penn State or maybe leveraging something to get at LSU. This is how the game is played. Mike Tomlin may be old school and just say, nope, this is where I am. This is where I want to stay. I hope he stays there forever. Steelers would be lucky to have him. All right. Uh, poll question, McLovin. Okay. Uh, we still have up the question, do you think Deshaun Watson will okay. be traded? And 70% to say now say no. Uh, I still think I want to put up, would you rather coach a USC or a low-tier football <laughs> job? Because NFL job, because I think USC is a great job. Would you rather coach USC or Jacksonville? I think this side of the room would say USC at a heartbeat. But you're coaching in the NFL. There's, For a short period of time. There's only a couple. Of, I mean, there's hundreds of college coaches. It's not hundreds jobs. of USC's, though. Well, USC is not USC. USC used to be USC. Not as much now. Can they be USC again? Um... They want to no, be No, it USC. has to be a commitment. It has to be commitment from the school. Do, yeah. they, do you have any idea? Do they want to go all in? It I don't, feels like hesitance. I don't know. I don't know the athletic director. I don't know the president. Yes, Tom. Isn't USC, though, still more prestigious than the Jaguars job? I know it's one of the few NFL head coaching jobs, only 32. Put the poll question up. Put the poll question up and see what people, how they respond. Yeah, Paul. You know, it's funny where my head is when I hear which college, which would you run? I, I was like, man, I'd love to coach in college. You know, the bands, the tailgates. Coaches don't go to the tailgates, but that's what's in my head. I'm like, I love tailgating. Yeah, I don't think Mike Tomlin, if he's USC coach, is hitting the tailgates before the game. I think some coaches do. Uh, before we uh, get to Matt Amodio, uh, Lubomir in the Ukraine joins us. Hey, Lubomir. Dan Patrick, hello. Good, good. How Hi. are you, Lubomir? Excellent. I ha I am a fan of phrases and words. That's why I like your show. You use good, strong words. And this is why I also like Jeopardy. I saw most of Matt Amorio's episodes, and I have a Jeopardy-themed question for you. Okay. He has been a full-time player for a long time, but he is best known for his intangibles. What's Todd Fritz? Thank you. Thank you, Lubomir. <laughs> a little love. Yeah, it was a classic, classic moment in the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's bring in uh, Matt Amodio. Here's uh, Mayim Bialik, the uh, Jeopardy guest host, talking about Matt. Matt Amodio with 43,800. Did you say duck billed platypus? Yes, you did. And what was your wager? $7,000 for a total of $50,800. You are our Jeopardy champion, Matt, with a 38-day total of $1,518,601. What a fantastic week. Well played. Congratulations. And uh, Matt joins us now. 38 consecutive wins, and you won uh, over $1.5 million. What's the number one question you get on the street, Matt? Oh, uh I get a lot of who was your favorite host because I just saw so many. And who was your favorite host? And I give a terrible answer every time. They're all my favorite. Can't have favorites. But the difference in the host and how does that affect how you play the game? 
Yeah, you know, it's actually not as big of a factor as I expected because there's so much that's the same. On uh, One person is on the camera, but there are a lot of people floating around in the background on stage, and it really feels similar no matter who's up there. How nervous were you? Extremely. I'm also kind of nervous right now, Yeah, uh, shaking a little bit. I, I don't perform that well necessarily. But but you have to perform, and you got to be quick, and you got to be you have clarity. And I mean, it's people don't understand. Like it's you're up there on stage, two other people trying to buzz in. You're trying to look at the clue, put it, process it, spit it out in real time. I mean, it's what's the toughest part for you? Yeah, uh, there's so much going on. I mean, one part that's frustrating is you know so much and you press the buzzer and you don't win and everybody thinks you don't know it as a result. <laughs> and that's just so frustrating. But you got to focus on the next question and just stay like laser focused on uh, the stuff that's ahead. OK, give me the question, the clue that is still haunting you. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Uh, so I bet a lot on a final jeopardy, um, that was in my wheelhouse on, uh, the declaration of independence. I'm a big American history guy and I lost, uh, $37,000 on a single question. Uh, so that one, that one still haunts me. Okay. What is the clue? Oh boy. I'm not going to remember it, uh, verbatim, but it was asking for the language, the foreign language spoken around uh, Philadelphia, that was the first language the document was printed in. Oh, okay. Um, McLovin went to Dartmouth, which... Uh, Adam from Philadelphia. And Ooh. he's from Philadelphia. So, yeah, yes, McLovin, you buzzed in. I would guess German. No, no, you have to do it in a... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Burp, burp. Did it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just he screwed up. <gasps> he, screwed, he just screwed up. Yeah. yeah. And what's yeah, the yeah. answer? I, well, if he got it outright, it would have been correct. Oh, <laughs> so oh my sorry. God. <laughs> Just cost himself 37 grand right there, Andrew. Yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I couldn't even get any yelled. I'm smarter than Matt. Look at that. But do you beat yourself up after that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the tough part is you tape a lot of episodes yeah. right in a row. And so I did that. I lost a whole bunch of money, but I still won, which meant 15 minutes later, I had to start a new game, zero, 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 and had to be ready to be at my best. And what people don't understand is, and I'm going to guess you probably do five episodes a day. That's normally what Alex Trebek did. And it is grueling. Not only when I hosted uh, Sports Jeopardy, we did four episodes each day. And it's just like you do one, take a break, change what you're going to wear. Uh, the audience may stay for a couple of uh, shows and then they clear that out. Then you have lunch and then you got to come back. Plus, you got to come up with, you know, fun things to say when you're interviewed when you know the host walks over and goes and our defending champ Matt Amodio here so Matt and then you're like what can I say that I it's 38 consecutive shows I'm a boring person so <laughs> I was worried about what I was going to say my first day and then it just kept going and going and going I, I was really just like asking friends is there anything interesting left about me <laughs> Jennings, no. okay but Holzhauer is cocky Jennings is a know-it-all. How would you describe what is Madame Odio? <laughs> yeah, so I, I tried to have a more uh, laid-back persona than that. Um, so I think they're really, like, intimidating, and they create a barrier between the average person and them. And I think I'm a lot more like the average person. And so I, I'm trying to convey that. But is there a strategy, though, that Holzhauer tried to dominate you? Yeah. I mean, not you, but he tried to dominate it. Yeah. Like, he would talk smack. He, he would also dominate everybody in the audience watching. I could just picture him trying to intimidate But don't you everybody. want a piece of those guys? Oh, I mean, I would love the opportunity. I'm sure they would wipe the floor with me, but it would be fun. Uh, I, uh, are you sandbagging yeah. here? 
maybe a yeah. tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't, it would be fun, uh, to, to actually see what they're like in person too. So you have to have a persona on, on camera. And I don't know if that's actually like what they are. Now you go to Yale and you're studying to get your PhD. People, there's a lot of smart people at Yale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do they look at you? Like, do they like you? Or do they not like you? Well, so they at least don't show that they don't like me. So uh, I don't know what they feel inside. I, I can picture there's a lot of like swallowing of envy and jealousy, uh, but uh, they're at least facially nice to me. Are you a know-it-all? Like when in class, I got a lot of people I've heard from throughout the years saying if anybody was going to do this, it was obviously going to be you. And uh, I, I think that that was kind of a statement of how I've always been this way. OK, but how do you prep? Yeah, so I just like having knowledge. So I, I gather it all throughout my life. I think, OK, that would be something I can impress somebody by knowing later on. <laughs> uh, like a current event now is in the news, but 10 years later, it's going to be a super impressive pull from deep in my memory. But do you not have a social life, Matt? Therefore, you read Wikipedia a lot? No, you see, it, it augments the social life. Uh, it makes for me to have a, a, <laughs> I'm a good conversation for the right type of person. OK. <laughs> Now, we said that you could pick a category. By the way, what was the toughest category that you had on Jeopardy? Oh, there's so much uh, pop culture, celebrity stuff. Oh, yeah, you don't do pop culture. I mean, I like some TV and movies, but they ask about people who I don't know why they're famous. Uh, and I have to know who they are. <laughs> they just show their picture, and then I don't even know the name of the person when somebody else says it. Do you know who Cardi B is? Yes. Um are you sure? Uh, yes. I could identify that that is, in fact, a person. Like, if you just invented a fake name there, I would have uh, identified it. But that, that's the last thing I know. Paul, bring in Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who Jennifer Lopez is dating now? Oh, I, I thought you were just going to ask me, do I know who Jennifer Lopez yeah. is? And I was good with that. Yeah. But no, I, uh, I, I don't think it's A-Rod. Right. Not anymore. It's Ben Affleck. OK, no, I didn't. Yeah, they're that. back together. Good to know. But I, I can give you maybe a, a couple hundred points there. <laughs> All right. Here's some baseball. Oh, I love baseball. OK. Now, if you want to tap out and say, you know, these are a little too tough, then that's OK. Oh, now that's a challenge. You just took away my opportunity to do that. Welcome to Jeopardy. I'm sorry. Is that... Thank you. Thank you. The New York baseball giants called this their home ballpark from 1891 to 1957. Ooh, I, I don't think you're going to get questions out of me because uh, I'm not forced to. So I'm going to say polo grounds. Okay, polo grounds. What is? So you don't want to do what is? No, I, I barely wanted to do it when I was on the show. You saw. <laughs> okay. This Major League franchise is the only one to never have played in a World Series. Oh, jeez. Um, that's Rockies. No, obviously 2007. Um, I'd be buzzing you, right? I'd, I'd go, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, Pod, Padres were 98. No, I, I don't know. Seattle Mariners. <sighs> Who are the Seattle Mariners? There you go. The, this man is the only one in the 600 home run club to have never won an MVP. Ooh, um, Griffey? No, nope, not in the 600 club. Okay. Um, Aaron? Aaron. Hank Aaron? 
He won an MVP. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to name like all of the 600 Club pretty soon. Uh, Bonds obviously has a whole bunch. Yeah. Uh, Maze has them. This uh, is this is a nondescript guy. If if you can a nondescript no, 600 yes, homer. Guy. Yes. Who uh, holds uh, has some. Yep. Um, a Rod Ruth. I I can't even name another. I think I got all of them in the 600 club. Let's see if Ken Jennings wants to join us, Paulie. Holzhauer is already making his way to the studio. Yeah. Jim Tomey. Oh my! In my hometown, Cleveland. Cleveland. Too. Wow. I forgot about that. He hit two grand slams in one inning. Um, that's Tatis. Tatis Jr. Tatis Sen- all right. Senior, right? An instrument, also the 1987 MVP. World Series MVP. And uh, was that sax? Oh, it's a good answer. Because the Dodgers weren't in no. there. Uh, right, so that was like, what, uh, Cardinals Twins or something? Um, Correct. So who would be the instrument? I don't know. Uh, Dave Violin. Frank Viola. <laughs> Dave, (laughs) violin. Okay. Um, Close the door, win awards. This relief pitcher won the Cy Young and MVP in 1984. Ooh, that's got to be Raleigh Fingers. No. No, 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 no. Uh, Willie um, uh, Hernandez. Willie Hernandez. That's good. This manager once smoked a joint with Jimi Hendrix. Uh, probably more of them than admit it, actually. <laughs> and he's a current manager. Current man- well, that one I have no idea about. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. I was thinking maybe Ron Washington. But, uh... Ron Washington. <laughs> okay. Uh, family business. Uh, he is an active manager whose father was a manager. Mm, um, well, Tito's father was a player, uh, so not uh, not that. Not Francona. Not Francona. Um, so, coaching in the family. No, I don't got anything. Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Oh, really? Okay. I knew they played. Yeah, uh, Bob who, Boone. Bob Boone. Yeah. Who did he manage? Bob Boone was uh, Kansas City. Okay. Kansas City Royals, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, here's your last one. The oldest player to ever hit a home run in a major league game. Hmm. Franco? Yeah, that's great. Julio Franco. Yeah. yeah you did he, it. Oh, man. Th- those were rough. Yeah, they're pretty good. Good how, times, though. How many uh, marriage proposals did you get when you were on Jeopardy? <laughs> um, Too many to count. Seriously? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, they're not serious. I, I uh, They weren't. I, I don't think so. Did uh, you follow up on any leads? Uh, no. Um, and so I guess I'm afraid that they might be serious. Otherwise, I would have. Uh, yeah, that, that was an unexpected part of the whole celebrity. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't follow celebrities, but you became a celebrity. I know. So now, like, the other version of me in the bizarre world doesn't know who I am. That's tough to wrap your mind around. Wait, explain that. Right, right. So, like, I'm a celebrity, which means the other version of me who doesn't know celebrities doesn't know me. <laughs> Don't show off with the PhD yeah, yeah, stuff. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's early in the morning. You haven't that. graduated yet with your PhD. That's right. That's right. And, and do I have to call you doctor when that happens? Uh, no. You see, I'm not a, not a huge fan of that. Um think that the doctors should be like, you know, the, the life-saving doctors. Yeah, okay. And and so has Jeopardy reached out to get you and Jennings and Holzhauer? No. So uh, I do have a tournament of champions upcoming. Uh, so so that's going to be my first uh, return. Oh, visit. so you have to graduate to Jennings and Holzhauer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, it's gonna i mean you have to like prove yourself at each step of the way could we sponsor you like a nascar driver could we get like a dan patrick show shirt or something that you could wear you know i like that i don't know exactly what the dress code is i mm. think jerseys are acceptable uh, like the shirt the sleeveless <laughs> basketball ones that oh, would be, be good <laughs> gotta show off the guns yeah wow hey, easy there you're gonna get more marriage proposals there <laughs> Or fewer. Yes. Uh, Matt, congrats. It was uh, it was great to watch, and it was kind of systematic. You know, you were methodical in taking people down, but you did it in such a nice way. I, I tried to smile while I was doing it, but I also tried to bring some money ball strategy in as well. Yeah. Do it in a smart way. And did you buy anything? You, you made over $1.5 No, I, I am frugal, uh, so I, I still have, like, a broken air conditioning in my car, and I was going to say, like, you made a lot of money. Maybe fix it now. Yeah. But it's winter. I don't need air conditioning no, you in can the winter. Wait, wait till the spring. Yeah. Wait till the Tournament of Champions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Only if I win enough, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it cost for Yale, a semester at Yale? Uh, well, so PhD students get a oh, small stipend, oh. uh, which is nice. Uh, so it, it, it I, I don't have to, like, go... Uh, take a mortgage out. I don't know if you can do mortgages on education, but mm. whatever that would be, I don't have to do it. Do you hate Harvard? No, you see, I, I didn't go here for undergraduate, and I think that a lot of those rivalries are. But like you hate in. Michigan. Like I, uh, my parents both went to Michigan. I went to Ohio State, yeah. and so this is like the the kind of. Uh, um, do you hate your parents? <laughs> no, this is like the Romeo and Juliet situation where, uh, like, you're supposed to hate it, but you just don't. Mm. How about that? Is that Shake, Shakespeare sports analogy? Is there you don't get those Capulets? Lot. Is that is that involved in this? Yeah, uh, I I don't know which one I would be. I pictured myself more as the Romeo, but but that's okay. Yeah, uh, it's great to see you. Thank you for stopping in. Good luck at Yale, and um, and good luck with the tournament champions. Thank you so much. This is such fun. That's uh, Matt Amodio. He's smarter than you are. Thirty-eight consecutive wins, one over one and a half million dollars on Jeopardy. Take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed Matt Amodio, Jeopardy champ. Halloween night, Dak Prescott, Cowboys head to Minnesota, battle the Vikings and Kirk D. Cousins, Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. I thought he did pretty well in those uh, baseball questions. A couple of them were tough. I got the Jim Tomei one. Um, I didn't. I didn't remember Seattle, the only team that hadn't been in the World Series. But you know, you're uh, you're up there though, and you get locked in. It, it's weird. You got all these bright lights on stage. You got an audience there, and two other people really smart. And then you're trying to buzz in, and the timing part of that. When you buzz in, you they don't they don't take your buzz they don't take that until uh, you know the host stops talking, so you get locked out if you try to go early, and you can't overpower the button as Fritzy tried to. Fritzy's like squeezing it harder. I asked the, like the technician or the stage manager to check during the break. They thought mine somehow got unplugged that it wasn't working. Yeah, 
but everybody else's was somehow everyone else yeah. is working but mine yeah. i just jiggled something got out of there it's the it, once you get into the rhythm that to me is the biggest advantage and i would see this when i did sports jeopardy and we did 100 shows and we had one champion who was just brilliant at timing he had picked up my speech pattern and he was really good at getting in before everybody else and uh his name was Vinny. And he like, he won like 15 games in a row, but he was he was really good at the timing element. And then of course, getting in feels like that's the battle, because they they have so much knowledge that getting in and then you know they're able to give you an answer. Yeah, Paul. One of the ones that when we did it with you was uh it was double jeopardy, and I got to bet, so it was all mine. And the answer was Camden Yards. It was probably one of the easier ones of the whole day. You're still you, beating yourself. Up yeah, because <laughs> you got like, you described Camden Yards. Like, this is where Cal Ripken played, basically. Yeah. And it's like there was a door, and Camden Yards was on the other side of the door, and I couldn't get through it. And you looked at me, you went, you went Paul, which you never called me Paul. And you went, like, how could you blow this one? I know. And I said, I, go, I, I, I got nothing. It's fascinating. And I thought... Well, the only reason why I said Paul is you were embarrassing me. Like, I was right. only worried about me. Like, <laughs> I wanted them to know Paul didn't know Camden Yards. But then you'd get one that was much tougher that you shouldn't get. Yes, Todd. I thought there was a trick question. I guess I overthunk it and I panicked. The answer was, uh, was what is the Giants won the pennant? Like, what was said, like, repetitively? And I said, they were, and they're going crazy, yeah. was my answer. Yeah. What is they're going crazy? You know what? Jeopardy is really not in your wheelhouse. No, I don't think it is. No. Maybe 80 specifically, but after that category, no. not even that. No, we gave, I, I specifically said to the Sports Jeopardy producers, I need categories that are Fritzy based. And I didn't get the Astros or the Broncos. No, Because I didn't buzz properly. I knew the answers, but the guys beat me to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you like to cheat off your neighbor's paper and you couldn't do that. Even with final jeopardy. And if you're already like a jittery, neurotic type person going in and then the lights are on you and you got to time things and remember things immediately, all that adds up to a disaster. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Would you rather win jeopardy 10 times or get a PhD from Yale? Let me start with the back row since they went to really good colleges. McLovin, would you rather be a 10-time jeopardy champ, graduate from Dartmouth, or graduate oh. from Yale with a PhD? 100% Jeopardy champion. Okay. Not even close. All right. Uh, Fritzy. My instinct was Yale and take and roll the dice on what that could lead to as far as uh, if you're doing the Jeopardy thing for celebrity reasons or financial gain. No, no, no. You don't get on Jeopardy. You, you, no, you, I know. You, but I'm saying I pick Yale over the 10-time Jeopardy champion. Oh, okay. I, like the, I want the degree and then have freedom to maybe do something very lucrative in whatever See, field I'm studying. Uh, Yale. Not even close. All right. PhD from Yale. Yeah. Paulie? Jeopardy. I'm getting money. I'm not spending money. And it's, it's, a, it's novel. It's original. Hmm. And you might get marriage proposals. Yes, McLovin. PhDs can only become professors. There's nothing in that. That's not a great career path. That's not where the money is. Hmm. I think I would take Jeopardy champ. I'm fine graduating from the University of Dayton. I'm okay. Underachiever? It'd be a major upgrade for me. <laughs> <laughs> Big Poppy will join us coming up. Final hour of the show. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out hour two. Got to compete with the younger guys at the gym or the office, right? Time for M-Drive, the everyday supplement for driven men who refuse to let age slow them down. You can hear it in my voice. You're probably saying, he must be 25. Almost. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels while helping maintain lean muscle, giving you the energy to fight back against aging so you can compete every single day. 
mdrivedan.com. Have it delivered right to your door. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. You'll also find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Make sure you ask for it. We're all getting older. doesn't mean we have to slow down. We don't have to act our age. M-Drive gives your body the T-support it needs to compete and win. M-Drive is not for everyone. It's for the driven. Go to mdrivedan.com. More strength, more energy, T-support to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refine your prime with M-Drive. 